And hello again, everybody. Chris with Pavea. Happy to be with you for another edition of the Pavea podcast. We have a, a pretty good podcast coming up in just a few moments. We're going to talk with Ann Hanley. She is a writer and also uh, founder of Marketing Profs. And we're going to talk about visuals in marketing and the importance of including visuals uh, in your marketing. I've got a little bit of a, a cold, <laughs> so uh, the uh, hoarseness may be coming through a little bit here, but uh, just wanted to, uh, before we get to Anne and everything else with the podcast, want to let you know a couple of really cool, really fun things happening at Pavea. We are getting set to launch our brand new website, which will start next week. Excuse me, and uh, we're going to have uh, uh, new content on the website, simpler, uh, better content uh, that we've all been working hard on uh, pretty much uh, for the past uh, few months now, myself uh, included. And uh, along those lines, before we get into our interview with Anne, I wanted to talk a little bit about what your marketing and web design SEO needs may be. Um, If you're in real estate or hospitality, along with our new website, we're getting ready to unveil some real custom affordable packages for you to... um, get some help you know if you're out there and you're trying to figure out a way to handle marketing social media marketing you don't have the resources to bring somebody on but you know it's important and that's why you tune in here every week with us and uh, we we certainly do appreciate that but we can help you even further uh, with some real customized packages we're also working on a lot of promotions uh, involving social media and and other things so it's a real good time for us here at Pavea, my uh, cold <laughs> notwithstanding that. Um, so be sure to check it out, pavea.com. That's P-A-V-E-Y-A.com, and uh, it'll launch next week, so we're looking forward to it. And, of course, feedback is always welcome. And, of course, if you ever have any questions, you can always email us at info at pavea.com. Again, P-A-V-E-Y-A. Dot com, or you can also. Uh, I decided why not just email me directly if you have comments or questions, or uh, hopefully not too much hate mail will come through. You can email me. It's uh, it's uh, letter C and my last name Sheeman S C H I E M A N, and that's at Pavam. We always love to hear feedback, good or bad, whatever it is. You know, let us know how we can help you. And if you have any ideas of your own for our podcast, you can also let us know about that. The other thing that we're going to be doing um, upcoming is e-commerce. And uh, we've got a lot of different packages available. And it's all simple and real easy to understand stuff. So when you contact us, uh, we're going to be able to help you and also get your website up and running uh, within a couple of days, if that. That's how fast it moves. So if you're looking for an e-commerce partner, um, it's very affordable, the uh, plans that we have. And once again, it'll be all on pavea.com. Okay, so we're going to tell you what. Let's uh, Before we bring in Anne, let's take a quick break. And then uh, we'll come back with Anne Hanley. Anne's from Boston, so or the uh, I should say the New England area. So maybe I can finally figure out why... It takes uh, New Englanders 26 letters to spell Worcester. (laughs) Ann Hanley is coming up next here on the Pavea Podcast. Stick around. 
Your website and internet marketing is more important than ever to increase your business in today's market. VBL, a leader in IT innovation, now offers you complete local web services, including web design and development, search engine optimization, social media, and mobile marketing. Here's what Katie Bevlin from OBX Wedding Network had to say about VBL's web services. How important is your website? Very important. I think web exposure is top these days. That's where people go. A lot of people come here from out of town to get married, so they are searching all over the web for information. Tell me about your experience with VBL. They were very easy to communicate with. I had immediate response from them anytime I had questions or concerns. Would you recommend VBL? Absolutely. I would tell that person to expect top-notch service, a quality website, and wonderful correspondence. Contact the web marketing specialist at VBL today for a free website assessment, 252-491-8306, or on the web at VBLtech.com. We are your web development department. Welcome back, everybody. Let's bring in our guest now. She is the chief content officer with Marketing Profs and also a contributing writer at Huffington Post and Entrepreneur Magazine. Here to talk about including visuals in your social media is Anne Hanley. Anne, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, before we get started, I wanted to uh, just let the folks uh, know a little bit about yourself and, and a little bit about Marketing Profs. Sure. So I'm the Chief Content Officer here at Marketing Profs, which means that I head up the content, anything that we publish or produce uh, as part of our mission to educate marketers, essentially, um, is under under my wing. Um, and Marketing Profs is a uh, online training and publication. We have about 423 plus thousand marketers who are part of our, our membership base, part of our subscribers. Um, and you can find us at marketingprofs.com. Prior to that, I was uh, a co-founder of a company called clickz.com, which is um, also still publishing marketing information for marketers. Um, and prior to that, I spent a long time as a, uh, a writer, a journalist, an editor, um, and I also wrote a book called Content Rules, which is about content, including visual content, like we're talking about here today. It's amazing how many uh, former journalists like myself, and it seems like anybody I t- anyone I talk to is, is now working in marketing of some uh, sort. So I wanted to have you on to uh, talk about the importance of visuals in marketing. Uh, this was after reading your article in Entrepreneur Magazine. So let's get into that a little bit, if we can. Um, I've talked a lot about using visuals when posting on social media. Um, you know, this year we've seen Pinterest and Instagram really explode. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about the importance of the visual. Yeah, well, one of the things that uh, C.C. Chapman, my co-author, and I wrote in Content Rules was this important notion of showing and not telling, right? And I think that's particularly true when it comes to your content, um, when it comes to your, the visuals that you're using. So I think the default for a lot of companies, a lot of brands, when they think about content is they think text, right? And honestly, that's my bias as a former writer uh, and journalist, probably too. Um, but the reality is that, you know, these days, that visual component is really important. Um, and why is it important? Because, you know, it's the old adage says, right, a picture is worth a thousand words. You know, these days a picture is worth a thousand slogans um, in the sense that it, it really does allow people to grasp, or, you know, really grok instantly what something is about if you choose the right image. Um, and it, it can also be a really compelling and engaging way to tell your story. Um, and I think it can it can stand alone from your text content, but it can also augment it as well. 
You know, is is using images really a new thing in terms of social media, or is it just something that we're just getting around to talking about, uh, people like you and I? Because, I mean, we've been visual creatures since really the days of the caveman. So is is this something new for social media or or not? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple reasons why we're now talking about visual more as relates to social media. You know, you mentioned them Two of them, two of the big reasons um, when you were introducing this whole concept, right? Instagram and Pinterest, those, right. you know, those were, were nothing but, you know, a glimmer in some developer's eye not too long ago. And it's amazing to me just the, the way that they've really been embraced. So I think if you look at the growth of those two platforms in particular, you can really start to see a picture, no pun intended, um, of why <laughs> all of us as marketers are really interested. I mean, if there are that many people who have embraced you know, visual images on platforms like Instagram and Pinterest, then, you know, we should really be paying attention to how we're telling our story, thinking of ways that we can participate there as well. Um, but I think also if you look at at, um, at Facebook, you know, they made some changes to the way that, that they are now displaying pictures. It used to be on Facebook that photos displayed as almost a tiny little thumbnail. Now they're much larger. They're much more engaging. Um, you know, the advent of Google Plus also you know, there aren't a ton of people there, but, but you know, the platform is very visually engaging. They put a lot of emphasis on photographs and images and the way that they look. Um, Twitter has started to incorporate um, images in line in, in a big way. Um, and so all of that, I think, you know, contributes to the idea that we're now talking about images in, in a much more, you know, they're putting more emphasis on the images that we're using. I, you know, I sometimes debate, can visuals become too repetitive? Um, we personally have a lot of clients in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and, and sometimes I wonder, I mean, how many pictures of the beach can you really post? But it seems like if we do anything different, the action, or the interactions, I should say, just go way down. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, as somebody who... who uh, you know, lives on in New England and has a house that's pretty close to the coast. I actually would agree that you probably can't post too many pictures of the beach. I mean, I love the beach, so <laughs> that's, that's my philosophy. You know, the old adage is always that you can never post too many pictures of puppies, for example, um, or or kittens on your social network pages, just because you know people love that stuff, right? So I think that's always true. Um, but one of the things that I think is really interesting about the use of images by brands is that it really does give you an opportunity to think differently about how you're telling your story, right? So the fact that you have clients in the Outer Banks, that that's where they do business, and that those images are really interesting, I mean, or that they're, they're compelling, I mean, that's wonderful. But in a way, that's kind of only one page of the story, right? I mean, the bigger story is, you know, who are the people who work there, Um you know, how are they using your or how are your customers using your products and services? You know, who are your customers? So I think it allows brands to think differently about what kinds of images represent them. You know, sometimes that may be where they are, you know, physically located. But, you know, in the case of Marketing Pros, for example, we're a virtual company. And so we don't have a, an office anywhere. We can't take pictures of um, of our of our you know, home base, we can't take pictures of our office building and so on. But what we can do is, is, uh, you know, show how our, our products live in the world, right? How we help people, the people who we help, our customers and so on. Um, we take behind the scenes pictures of when we're putting together a webinar, for example, something like that. Um, we take pictures when we're at trade shows or when we're at meetups or any kind of events where other marketers are. So I think it, it requires you to 
see content moments everywhere, right? Not just where you are, not just in the obvious ways, but also, you know, just through your day to day life. Um, there's a great, great quote by the designer Michael Wolf, and I love it because he says, you know, what already exists is an inspiration. And I think that's true when it comes to visual content, especially because so many opportunities that any business person has throughout their day is really an opportunity to create visual content. But if only you think of it that way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you hit on something that I kind of wanted to expand on a little bit from your article. Um, you talk about personal photos, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff. What about those of us who, like me, uh, will run away from the camera lens at any opportunity? <laughs> what, what can you suggest for people like us who are a little, let's say, camera shy? I mean, that's okay. I mean, you maybe you don't want to be in any of your photos, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, making the customer your hero is definitely the, the subject of your, of your uh, photo. I mean... I think some of the most interesting stuff is behind the scenes stuff that isn't necessarily of, of you know, you or people. Um, you know, it reminds me there's a company in Houston, Texas called um, FMV, FMB Fasteners, and they're a nuts and bolts company, literally. You know, that's what they produce. Um, that's what they manufacture. And so they take pictures just of their stuff, of the products. You know, there's no people there. You know, and certainly nuts and bolts aren't camera shy. So, you know, it, it's... Uh, you know, it's fun to see the behind the scenes machinery and, and kind of how these things are produced and them on the assembly line and heading out, you know, in the mailroom and stuff like that. So, um, so I think, again, it just there are moments like that everywhere. And if, if you're shy or if your customers are shy, you know, there, there are always there's, there's a million other ways to do it. You know? Well, I'll tell you what, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on, because I like the examples, like the one you just gave, and the other, there's others in your article I want to talk about. When I read a lot about including visuals in social media, most of the people talking about this topic use the most obvious examples out there. I mean, uh, we deal with real estate and hospitality uh, as our clients, so obviously our visuals are, are fairly self-explanatory, but in your article... Um, you use the example of, uh, like you said, what your company is doing and also what GE is doing on Pinterest. And when you think about a brand like GE, you don't necessarily automatically think of visual. So um, maybe expound on that, uh, that notion a little bit more if you can. Yeah, I mean, I think GE is a really great example because they've interpreted the, the visual piece of that very broadly, right? And so they, they've come up with a few different categories like travel, for example, that they're creating content around. And they've actually created contests on Instagram and possibly Pinterest. I can't remember right now, but I know definitely on Instagram. Um, and so they, and they've asked people who use GE products, you know, or, or, people who are aware of, you know, of the company to create content on their behalf. So it's become kind of a user-generated um, focus as well, getting people involved in, in creating content on, on your behalf. Um, and I think the, the winner of that contest got to fly to London to go to a jet manufacturing facility or something like that. Now, GE is very similar to FMV Fasteners, the Houston nuts and bolts company I mentioned, in the sense that, you know, their their products aren't necessarily all that sexy, right? There's there's not much right. to them. You wouldn't think that there'd be a whole lot they could take pictures of, but um, but they've interpreted very they interpreted it really broadly in the sense of um, creating content that shows how their how their products live in the world, you know, how people use them and, and how it makes them how it makes people more connected to other people, maybe, you know, eases their, their pain a little bit, how it shoulders their burdens. Um, and and I, so I think they're doing a really, a really good job of it. 
Um, another company that I think does a really good job with it at the other end of the spectrum is another another company that I mentioned in that piece, which was McKay Flooring, this tiny, tiny little um, uh, Scotland-based flooring company. And what they do is, like the, the name says, I mean, they install wood floors and they also, um, you know, sell the sell wood flooring and, and different kinds of flooring. But they create a lot of interesting content just around um, some of the interesting products that they sell, like, for example, reclaimed whiskey barrel flooring or reclaimed um, sports flooring. Like they might they might um, do an installation using reclaimed flooring from an old bowling alley, which is, you know, really compelling content. So they're they're highlighting you know, some really interesting things there, even though, you know, at the end of the day, they're just a flooring company and most of what they do isn't all that interesting, but they're choosing the best pieces of what they have to represent themselves. Um, right. Okay, Anne, we're just about out of time here, but uh, before we let you go, um, let everybody know once again where they can get more tips from you if needed at uh, Marketing Profs. Sure. You can just uh, go to the website itself, marketingprofs.com, sign up for our daily, daily email. We have lots of great how-to information on there for businesses and, and marketers of all kinds. Um, my personal website is at annhanley.com. Not updated very often, but when I do, it's highly entertaining. <laughs> you can also find me on at marketingprofs on Twitter. All right, Ann, thanks again uh, so much. I'm glad we had a chance to sit down and talk here, and best of luck to you. Thanks, Chris. All right, that was Ann Hanley, everybody. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. Come back next week for more marketing, web design, and SEO tips for your business, and have yourselves a great weekend.